Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There's a story that flows into a conversation that only we have ever had. And this is a story of black Americans and wealth. And I know that that many people, probably including my sponsors, are very concerned right now. Very worried right now. What is Tony Katz going to say? That's me, by the way, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find it all at TonyKatz.com. For those of you who know me, for those of you who listen uh, to the show or maybe just catching up with it for the first time, catching up with with the live streams on on Rumble and and LinkedIn, Facebook and and X and YouTube, um, honesty means never having fear. You address something properly, you address something correctly, and you don't have to worry about what people are going to say about you. Force them to debate the facts on the ground. And one of the facts that we have been engaging, and I've had this conversation, now I'm on the record, go back and check, it's okay by me, Kitten. For two years, maybe longer, maybe longer, because I may have been engaging this before COVID. The Republican Party is the party of stupid. Now, I'm on the record saying that my whole career. I've got over a decade referring to the Republican Party as the party of stupid. Don't get me wrong. I'm a conservative, and I find myself, of course, voting with the Republicans. I'm not a Republican. I'm I'm a conservative. There's, There's a basis for my theories. But I have been wondering aloud, why is it that the... Republican Party has not gone after black voters across America on the sole issue of wealth. I am on record discussing the fact that this is going to be the first generation of black Americans in a large measure to have wealth that they will leave to their children. Why in the world aren't Republicans doing more to help black Americans keep their money? Which in turn would help all Americans keep their money, but that's neither here nor there. As a matter of a targeted conversation, everything that black Americans are told is that Republicans are bigots, Republicans are racist, Republicans hate them. Republicans want you to keep your cash, or at least conservatives do, so why not go say so? Go ask to speak in a black church and discuss this exact issue. What are you afraid of? Well, they're Republicans, and they're afraid of the words that may come out of their mouth because they know that they don't have it. The greatest problem Republicans have is they don't have the ability to just speak to share a thought, to share an idea, to engage some passion, to grab somebody where they're sitting and excite them to a place of, my gosh, if I don't vote for this person, I'm going to lose my head. The only guy who does it well is Trump. He, He does. He does. He gets people where they live, and he, and, and, and never mind the insanity of some of the things he says, and never mind the weird wordplay and other things that he says. He does connect with people where they sit. This will be the first generation. The first generation 
of black Americans who will have wealth to leave to their children and to their grandchildren. And why in the world, why in the world are Republicans not focused on this? Give an example. The story is that uh, the rapper, uh, the mogul, a guy who talks a lot about money, 50 Cent, he said this, maybe Trump is the answer. Why in the world would he say such a thing? Why in the world would uh, 50 Cent say that Trump is the answer? Well, it could have to do with this story right here. New York City launches a $53 million program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families. They can use it for food or baby food. I think they can use it for, 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 for clothing. But they have to sign an affidavit that they'll only use it for these proper things. Otherwise, they're off the program. They're not thrown out of the, 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 the city. They're not thrown out of the country. They're just thrown out of the program. These cards would give uh, a family of four approximately $1,000 each month. This brings us to 50, 50 Cent saying maybe Trump is the answer because he's discussing the misuse of taxpayer money. Yes, this is a misuse of taxpayer money. Just like if we're going to discuss uh, giving people homes, you're in the country illegally and we provide you shelter before a veteran. We do not provide shelter to anyone coming into the country until all homeless veterans who want a shelter Sometimes there are mental issues at play and you can't get them to go to a shelter or go to a home. Even You can beg and plead. They don't have it in them. I mean, we, if we're going to discuss mental issues, we have to discuss the fact that that is true. There are some people who you can't help and some people who don't want help. These, these are the facts. But we don't have a homeless veteran until, you know, we don't, we don't satisfy or provide for anybody in the country illegally or anybody claiming asylum, or anybody coming to the country legally until we provide for all homeless veterans who want a home. I think that's a fine way to go about these things because, yes, I do rank them, and homeless veterans come first. They, Of course they should come first. Anybody who says otherwise I think is laughable and certainly un-American. Americans come first. Homeless veterans come first. It seems rational to me. To this end... You see people saying, this is not where my money should go. But now you see it from 50 Cent. Oh my gosh, he's a traitor. No. No. 50 Cent is talking about his money. Just like you are. I don't know if you're black, I don't know if you're white, I don't know if you're Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, Jewish, Christian, Muslim. I have no idea. You are focused on your life. And what you provide to your kids. This brings us to a piece that MSNBC did where they were talking to black men in a barbershop, right? It, it, it's, if, if we're talking about it culturally, uh, a kind of um, 
hangout ground where where the serious issues get discussed. The barbershop, that's why LeBron James has the show. For me, it's a cigar lounge, right? I, I, I'm, I'm not every day in the barbershop, even though the hair is, you know, perfect. E- even when I have problems with it, it's still perfect, people. It just it, it is what it is. I, your jealousy is noted. So the barbershop is this place where the, the conversations get had. And so MSNBC went to the barbershop. This was their edit. Part of the conversation they were having. I'm trying to grow my business. Um, as far as Biden, I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth, so my kids can see and have something for, to, 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 to take upon with. I'm not here. You're hearing that too. That there are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it. For sure, a lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. <laughs> We've only voted once, you know, for for a president, and Trump is kind of all we know, and they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden, we weren't with Trump, and that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that with Trump, we had money. With Trump, we had money. Well, I mean, not they're they're right. The economy was better under Trump. Things are not good now. They continue to, to not be good. Should, should we even check where the market is? I'll, I'll, ch- I'll check where the market is. Here's a little CNBC action. Oh, the market's down 252. The Dow is down 252. The NASDAQ is down 16. And why is that? A worry about rate cuts. Because maybe they won't come the way that the Fed promised they would in December. Funny, I know a show that was talking about the fact that that was a lie from the beginning. I, I hear that guy, excellent hair. They had money under Trump. True. But that's not the story. The start of that clip was the story. I'm trying to grow my business um, as far as Biden. I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth so my kids can see and have something for, to, 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 to take upon with. I'm not here. You're here. That's the entire story. That is the election. That's every election, and the Democratic Party can't deliver on that. They cannot deliver on that because they don't believe in generational wealth, unless, of course, they're Nancy Pelosi. No, no, no. For the elected official, they believe in, neg- in, in generational wealth. For you, why aren't you paying your fair share? But this guy, this guy wants to leave to his kids, and the Republican Party should be all over that because that's exactly what they should want. Black Americans are in a place to be able to leave generational wealth. What kind of damn fool isn't speaking to them about this exact issue? We take it to education, and I've discussed that, for example, in my beloved Indiana. You got to take two years of a, of, a, of a, or three years of a foreign language. I think it's two. Why does that matter? I'm not arguing that Spanish doesn't have an importance in today's world or, or maybe another language. But you know what language matters most? Lit- uh, uh, economic literacy. How to understand how to balance a checkbook. To understand what certain economic or investing terms mean. That is far more important than Spanish. 
I have an app that'll translate the Spanish, but I need to understand how my money works for me. You have got the governor, Eric Holcomb in Indiana, saying that we should really require coding for kids in school. I'm not saying that coding isn't important. You know what's more important? Managing a checkbook, balancing a checkbook, understanding a budget, what your budget says about you and what it is that you value, which is actually a line from Joe Biden. Joe Biden talks about the fact that my father always told me, who knows if his father ever said anything to him. Uh, show me a man's budget and I'll show you what he values. Well, it's true. What are you actually spending your money on? Are you fully aware of what you're spending your money on? There are 9,000 apps out there to track how many ways you're paying Netflix so you don't overpay them or double book. Or how about that gym membership you don't ever use anymore or this or that you subscribe to the other. Teaching kids how to look for this, how to manage this, how to ensure the protection of their money, their hard-earned money. That's what we should be focused on. Because that leads directly to this uh, business owner saying that he wants to leave wealth to his kids and grandkids. That's the election. And Republicans are, yes, too stupid to understand it. Too afraid of having the conversation. They're, they're scared. They don't know how to have this conversation. They don't know how to rationally say, that guy's absolutely right. Hey, here are my policies to make it easier. Vote for me. Vote for my party. We'll make it easier. Yeah, they're going to call you a traitor, but you're going to take care of your grandkids. Here you go. These are the policies. By the way, this is absolutely what we believe because we believe that you are the best arbiter and decision maker for your money, not us, the government. You should be able to keep more of your money, and government should not take your money. Democrats think government knows what's best for your money. They will take your money. Then they'll redistribute it as they see fit in some guise of fairness. But it isn't fair to you because you're working your ass off to be able to take care of your grandkids. You know what I say? They're your grandkids. It's your money. You go take care of them, kitten. There you go. Republicans can't do that. Republicans have no capacity, no ability to do that. They don't have the brains to do that. This MSN, it was MSNBC, by the way. They are telling you how to win. They're handing it to you. There you go, kitten. There's the win. Why is it, why, why do, how could this possibly be so hard? How many more ways do you need to see it? They're, they're giving it to you. They're giving you the whole damn thing. Every last bit of it, they're just handing to you. People will tell you what it is they want. People will tell you what it is that's important to them. Not media people is it clear and obvious that there's a fair amount of america that wants to ensure that abortion is legal absolutely true the political right learned that one i don't know what some of them are going to do about it but that's the reality people want to leave their kids and grandkids a better life because that part of the american dream is alive it's well and it's kicking ass so let them Help them. Let them. The Republicans will let me down on this. But I'll keep trying. I will keep trying to make this a subject they focus on. I'm Tony Katz. Donald Trump, he is the president 
but he was the president. He wants to be the president. For some people, he still is the president. He was on with Maria Bartiromo over there on Fox Business, and he has got you thinking now about Iran and a nuclear weapon. And Iran had no money to give to Hamas or Hezbollah. They had no money. And they were all going out of business. All these terror outfits were going out of business. I said, anybody that does business buys oil, because that's their big deal, essentially business, but oil in particular. Anybody that buys from Iran will, will do no business with the United States. Everybody stopped. They were selling almost nothing. They were almost out of business. They would have had a deal with me within two weeks after the election. Now, the deal is a very simple deal, no nuclear weapon. They're going to have a nuclear weapon in the next 60 days. And once they have a nuclear weapon, it's a whole different story. It's a whole different negotiation. I don't know about the next 60 days, but we certainly could uh, say as follows. Anybody who thought the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the JCPOA, sometimes referred to as the Iran nuclear deal, was going to keep Iran from getting a nuclear weapon, that person was a purposeful fool. Purposeful, willful fool. I'm not quite sure how it can be seen any other way. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. To this, President Trump is absolutely right. Without question, absolutely right. Now, the uh, Grammys were last night. And the Grammy Awards are not something normally that would get any play whatsoever. But a funny thing happened. There was actually some good music and some good stories. One of those stories was Tracy Chapman who was, well, excellent. You got a fast car. I want to get to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Be myself, I got nothing to prove. It is her first time uh, playing in, in, in public in, in over two decades. So it's the song is Fast Car. Came out in 1988. Luke Combs is the guy who made the remake. Across the border and into the city. And the song, like, went to number one on the country charts. It's Tracy Chapman. And so uh, she wasn't at the Country Music Awards because she was uh, being um, honored there. At the Grammys, she shows up. Look, uh, generationally, um, nobody is writing songs as deep and as soulful as as Fast Car. No, No, it's not happening. I mean, don't get me wrong. It might be happening, but it's not happening from those who you see getting the awards. And the place went nuts. The place was singing along. People were actually watching at home. They're finally sharing something worthwhile about the Grammys as opposed to some ridiculous protest. Do I think Tracy Chapman's going to go on tour? I, I, I don't know. 
But if she did seven or 17 dates, they'd sell out. I'm Tony Katz. A lot of people commented last week about this CNN clip. It's really something else. When two CNN hosts, by the way, did you see that they blew up the morning show this morning? They really want nothing to do with the Chris Licht moment in in CNN history. He was the CEO. He was the guy in charge, and he was making the changes, and he's the guy who got rid of Brian Stelter, and then he's the guy who got rid of Don Lemon, but first gave Don Lemon the morning show with Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. This was going to be, you know, because he, he's the guy who's done morning, was he Good Morning America. He was going to make this work and make this happen. It was going to be the, the centerpiece of everything, but you can't work with Don Lemon, which is weird because he announced he's coming to X, and people are cheering him. I'm like, oh... Well, this could get really interesting. By the way, uh, I, I, I don't know Don personally, but years ago I'd done his show a, a few times, and he was always nice enough. But he, over the last couple of years, engaged in commentaries that were sizzling hot garbage. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, what is going on? Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com, would you? Become a supporter over there. Would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Subscribe on Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Be sure to subscribe. So they just they just blew up that show, and they're increasing the early morning show by an hour, and then the midday show, they're adding another hour to it. So yeah, they're getting rid of Chris Licht all together, all gone, all finished, all good. But people were noticing last week, as they were taking a look at the, the, these cops attacked by these illegal immigrants in New York, these illegal immigrants who then were able to get out of jail and they're giving everybody the finger. Turns out they may have gotten on a bus and left for California or somewhere else. Nobody knows where they are. It also turns out that before they attacked the cop, they had assaulted a store owner. But no, no, no. They're just looking for a better life. That's all. They just want a job. Nothing more, nothing less. Yes, I am mocking the lefties who say that. I am mocking them directly to their face. I am mocking them, and these people, they flat out deserve 100% uh, the, 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 the mocking. They deserve it. F these people. What was that again? F these people. That's what I thought you said. They deserve all the mocking. They're not everybody just looking for a better life and a job. Some of them are destructive and dangerous people. And I don't think you should let them in the country. A bit late for that. Well, maybe, but you know, I think we can still fix the problem. What can I say? I'm a I'm a guy who is uh um not naive. Not naive. I'm an optimist. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Optimist. So they're having this conversation about violence in 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 New York and what's been happening because of all these illegal immigrants that the Biden administration has allowed into the country. And well, it you gotta you gotta wait for the end and listen for the silence. In the back. You don't you don't touch our police officers. You don't touch anybody. Thank you, everybody. I mean we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down. To hear her talk about that, it is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, 
It's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day as I do. We see these people. We touch these people. They're out looking for work. They're delivering our food. They're at the gas stations and the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people in search of hope and a better life, there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday, multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Uh, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh, Great report. Keep us posted on this. I'm sorry. That's unbelievable. If you do the crime there, you go to jail. Oh, so you're saying there's a consequence for the action. You're saying that if someone commits a crime, no, 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 don't, don't, don't give me a hint. I can do it. 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 If someone commits a crime, they, they go to jail for, for committing a crime crime that's unbelievable the dumbfounded expression on the faces of this cnn hosts oh precious absolutely precious Somebody's asking me, have I heard Tucker Carlson's talk with Brett Weinstein on the subject of of the border and what's happening? It's an invasion. Uh, I'm sorry. With all due respect, nobody has discussed Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution more than yours truly. Listen, I, I love that you love Tucker. But with all due respect, just because he said it doesn't mean it's the first time it was said. That's like saying Candace Owens is the only black conservative out there. That is, that is so not true as to be believed. Do I have the audio of Candace Owens saying that the CIA started Hollywood? I'm not saying every now and then I won't agree with her. I'm saying lately, and when I say lately, for a long time now, please, Please don't don't tell me that that's the leadership I should be following. Lots of people having lots of good conversations. I get Tucker's popularity. Oh, and and as for whether or not Tucker is in Russia and did an interview with Vladimir Putin, because that has been a social media conversation for the last uh, few hours. I don't know. It's possible. And if Tucker did an interview with Putin... Man, you want to talk about like poking the bear and and see he's a plant and then of course I guess it would depend on what's in the interview and everything else.
you do interviews, right? Uh, interviewers do interviews. They talk to people, even people who are, you know, awful. So I, I did it happen. I don't know if, if it happened, what got said. I don't know. But I think I think it's really important um, that, you know, I'm glad that Tucker is having that conversation. Brett Weinstein is the professor uh, who, of course, uh, they tried to cancel for for not uh, bowing down to the ideology. And he wanted to know what was actually happening. How are people making this trek from Central and Southern America? My goodness, how do you get through the Darien Gap? So he went to see how that happens and how that works and just how impossible it all is. Yet it's happening to the tune of hundreds of thousands of people each and every year. This dangerous, dangerous trek. And yes, you don't need to be wearing a uniform for something to be an invasion. It's very obvious that we have an issue. It's very obvious that the border is under threat. And I don't know if this new border legislation is really going to help. Based on a first cursory glance of some some things I did today, I think there are more questions than there are answers. And I think that anything that states that at a certain number of people, the border can be shut down, that is this idea that somehow Biden needs to be given this authority. Although the authority already exists, what with him being president? And then the follow-up is, if you can have up to 45 days where you can decide there's a national emergency and not actually enforce this part of the legislation, what exactly is gained? And what is the idea of declaring a national emergency? What does that declaration look like? And never mind any of that. This conversation about 5,000 people a day has a lot of people confused because it can be seen a couple different directions. The idea that at 5,000 people a day, there comes a automatic, well, I, I would call for, for lack of a better piece of terminology, kill switch, that would shut down the border. So you're saying that's happening without the, the president deciding it? And if that's the case, are you saying that you'll allow in 5,000 people a day? You know, I did this math earlier. I don't mind doing it uh, again. If if I say there's uh, 5,000 people a day, right, and, and I multiply that times 365 days in a year, that's 1.825 million. Are you saying that you're going to let in 1.8 million people into the country? Is this... Is this the argument that Republican James Lankford and Democrat Chris Murphy and so-called independent Kirsten Cinema? Was it Kristen Cinema? Kirsten 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 Cinema. Is this the argument that they're giving us? At five thousand people, then the kill switch goes into effect. There's not a remain in Mexico for these five thousand people. There's questions. There's questions. There's concerns. Uh, still going over it. I'm not paying any attention to the people who um, started by saying, this is terrible. They never read anything about the legislation. That's that's ridiculous. I'm not interested in your ideology. I'm interested in the data. And then from there, we have to make uh, decisions. Making a decision is exactly what's going to happen in the election. But before we get to a general election, we get to a primary. When you're engaged in trying to get votes, you do whatever you can to get the votes. Nikki Haley, who is desperate for the votes, Nikki Haley went to Saturday Night Live. I know what you're saying. 
what conservative goes to Saturday Night Live? Is there anything more hateful than Saturday Night Live to the political right? And the answer is no. Aside from MSNBC and CNN and the New York Post, not sorry, the New York Post, New York Times and the Washington Post. Yeah, aside from those places, the LA Times and and, uh, Disney, uh, there's nothing more hateful to the political right than Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live is doing the cold open. They're doing a town hall with Trump in South Carolina. And they got the actor playing Trump. And then uh, the, the hosts are, are Gail King and Charles Barkley. Uh, well, it's not really them. It's the it's uh, performers playing them. And this is this is what happens there uh, on, uh, on Saturday Night Live, the, the cold open. Okay, our next question comes from someone who describes herself as a concerned South Carolina voter. Yes, hello. My question is, why won't you debate Nikki Haley? Oh my God, it's her. The woman who was in charge of security on January 6th. It's Nancy Pelosi. For the 100th time, that is not Nancy Pelosi. It is Nikki Haley. Are you doing okay, Donald? You might need a mental competency test. You know what I did? I took the test and I aced it. Okay, perfect score. They said I'm 100% mental and, you know, I'm competent because I'm a man. That's why a woman should never run our economy. Women are terrible with money. In fact, a woman I know recently asked me for $83.3 million. And you've spent $50 million in your own legal fees. Do you need to borrow some money? Oh, Nikki, don't do this, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki Tiki Tavi. Nikki, don't lose that number. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment, we call her. Six cents, remember that one? I see dead people. <laughs> yeah, that's what voters will say if they see you and Joe on the ballot. Oh, that's not very nice, Nikki. It's not nice. And I'm always very nice to you, except when I'm implying you weren't born in this country. Even though you're from South Carolina, and now I'm going to beat you in your state. And did you win your home state in the last election? I won Staten Island. <laughs> and the parts of Long Island where the fist fights happen, where they, where they get out of the cars if you honk at them. I love my world star whites. <laughs> Now, it goes on, and, and she gets asked a question. Nikki Haley gets asked a question. Uh, could you tell me how the Civil War uh, uh, started, and does it start with an S and end in lavery? Right? And so, uh, and she actually says, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I guess I should have answered it that way the first time, and then she did the live from New York on Saturday night. Um, this is... Without a question, a smart move for her. Now, woe up and listen to me carefully. Because I'm being asked if I believe that Nikki Haley is a, an actual conservative. And the answer is, I did it one time. This race, I don't know what I'm looking at. I have no, I have no idea what I'm looking at with Nikki Haley in, in, in this race. Um, what I'll tell you is, that this this um, being on Saturday Night Live is a smart move for her. It was a smart decision. It get it, she she looks like she's self-effacing. She can have some fun. Is is it like uh, Bill Clinton in the saxophone moment with with Arsenio? This is great if you're already running in the general, but you're not. You have to win a primary. 
and she is down in South Carolina by 26 points in the primary. What's the point of going on Saturday Night Live now? So they can possibly hurt Trump? Wait till Nikki Haley finds if she should actually get the nomination, which I don't see, how much Saturday Night Live would turn on her. Was she right to go on? Absolutely. Didn't hurt her to go on. But doesn't help her with the primary voter, in my view, one bit. I'm Tony Katz. Woke kindergarten. In California, they did something called Woke Kindergarten. It's an organization where they paid teachers, where they paid this group $250,000 to train teachers to confront white supremacy and racism in the classroom. And as you could only guess, grades got worse. All of this talk, all of this madness, every time that you take a look at what they mean by DEI, They mean bigotry, they mean hate, they mean teaching hate, they mean separating students, they mean damaging students. It is valueless. It should be ripped out of every classroom, ripped out of every university, and ripped out of every boardroom. It should be those states and those cities that have DEI officers, the governors are wrong, the mayors are wrong, it should all be destroyed. Stop teaching hate. Stop assisting bigotry. It's as simple as that. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.